Here we are, folks, with uh, John Jens, uh, who is astride the uranium sector. And specifically today, we're going to talk about something some big which has happened. Uh, ISO Energy and Consolidated Uranium have agreed a merger. And we're going to talk about it with uh, John. John, you're also sitting on the board of Consolidated. Uh, you're also sitting on, uh, well, you're running uh, Latitude Uranium as well. So um, what can you tell us about this big move? I mean, I, I I I think it's a great move in the uranium sector, Matt. Um, I, I mean, it's it, it's what the industry's been asking for. It's what everyone's been asking for. It mimics other sectors. I mean, when you take sort of a step back from all this, uh, to my knowledge, there's no one else in the uranium space. You might argue chemical a little bit, but a little bit long on the tooth. But I mean, when you take a giant step back and sort of look at extractive industries, mining, oil and gas, where you're taking stuff out of the ground. And your mind life is by definition, the wall is always somewhere and it's coming towards you. Could be 20 years, could be two years, but it's coming. You know, the ideal look and structure of a company, if you want a sustainable business over time, if you want to promote, you promote and it is what it is. Um, but if you want a sustainable business over time, the structure, look at the successful companies. Four to eight assets in at least two jurisdictions to remove some of the jurisdictional risk. Ideally, in the same same time zone, although companies have proven that's not a, a prerequisite, um, because it, it helps them three big things um, that I'm not sure investors really have a full appreciation for. One is, um, you know, at, at any one asset, the asset can be overperforming or underperforming at any one point in time. Doesn't mean it's good, bad, or different. It just means if you have a portfolio of them, one's overperforming, one's underperforming. The six in the middle are doing okay, and everything's okay. So. Everybody likes smooth earnings, and it looks like a. Although it's not, although it looks like a, a, a smooth dividend grower. That's what people want to see. That's fine. And from a business standpoint, that also allows you to hire and retain, which is quite difficult. I mean, if you're a young twenty-five-year-old geologist coming out, would you like to work at NextGen? Sure, because it's a great asset. And it's going to be a spectacular asset. But you have to ask yourself, what next? Where am I? Conversely, in the gold sector, if you had to work at like a small producer, okay, fine. But then you look at what I wear, I work at Agnico Eagle. I can go here, I can go there. I've got six other people I can talk to. I don't have to worry about mortalogists. I don't have to worry about money. I don't have to worry about a lot of stuff. I mean, it's 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 difficult to, to, to re- hire and retain good talent on a permanent basis or a, on a longer term basis um, if you don't have an asset portfolio that you can see over time is going to be replenishing itself. Um and uh, you know, lastly, it's um, it's just uh, growth, and and people want to see, you know, as you take away assets, if you take away your stuff out of the ground, you have to at least replenish it, and people want to see growth. And unless you have the assets in your back pocket, it's 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 not it's not the easiest thing to do. And so you need a portfolio of, you know, four or six grassroots projects, four or six development projects, four or six, you know, near-term production projects, because not all work, not all are the same, not all are going to get permanent on the same time frame. And it's great if you're BHP and, and RTZ and all that stuff and you're a behemoth and you can sort of, you know, lug five, 10 year time frames. But if you're if, if you want to structure it intermediate properly, um, 48 assets, at least a couple of jurisdictions, and that's what you need. But if you have one asset, getting the second asset not that easy because you have to time it, you have to finance it, you have to do all these things. And so I think with ISO and um, and uh, Consolidated, I think what they have is they have, a, they have a suite of projects in good jurisdictions. And I think that's the other thing is, is that people will start to more fully appreciate um, the better jurisdictions. Um, 
you know, I've worked in Africa for over a couple of decades. It's it's just getting increasingly more difficult. I mean, we can go on and on about these things, but Canada, US, and and Australia, they're all, they're all known places. And you know, over time, that's going to command an increasingly larger premium. And to get these assets, as the price moves up, is it's not possible. I mean, it's, I guess anything's possible at a price, but getting them at a reasonable price where you can actually make money on these things, it's a it's a challenge. So this is a great starter pack and. I think the future is the future is super bright for for the company for the combined company. Well, absolutely, as you say. So, this, so you're saying basically this kind of blended portfolio is important. The um, attractiveness to you know it, what is a big problem in this space: people with experience and people wanting to work in in the uranium space is is quite quite important. I think one of the other, other things that um, seems to be kind of coming back to us because it's, it's fresh. It's happened today, right? Um, is the perception that this will give. This new entity, um, this 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 merged entity, access to capital in perhaps a way that they they, they couldn't in, in independent of each other because of that kind of strategic important essentially. So I should say they kind of focus production strategy. Um, they kind of um, you know it's kind of built for the current market as as it were. Um, so do you think that's true? Do you think that this is your 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 markets guy? Does, is this more attractive to the markets? I, th- I think 100, percent and I think the reason is that if you're if you're a portfolio manager and you're getting paid some money to manage the money, it's difficult to there then invest in an ETF because the people who are giving you the money, whoever it is, asks you, well, "I'm paying you two percent. Why are you paying this other person whatever to, to to manage all this?" So, to a portfolio manager who's actively managing funds, it's you know, ETFs are less interesting, although they have their they have their spot for sure. They do. You can always buy the spot um, the spot metal or the spot uh, the spot ETF. That's fine on the, on the inverse metal, but you don't get the exploration upside. You don't get the whip um, to the extent the metal price goes up. I guess you you know theoretically don't get the downside as well. Um, and but so then therefore, what do you invest in? So Cameco, Next Gen, two or three others, and then what? And so. It's okay if you're putting in a hundred thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars. The your selection broadens out a little bit. But if you're a fund manager and you're running a billion dollar fund and you go a two percent allocation and say I need, I need six million dollars in something and I don't want it to be an ETF and I don't want it to be Cameco, it can't go into it can't go into latitude because you're gonna own you're gonna own ten you're gonna own fifteen percent unless that's your sort of your way. But if you want to serve a passive, uh, interesting stake, you can put six million dollars into a nine hundred million dollar company and and still get out of it. I mean, it, it, it works, right? Right. Okay. So um, I think what we're saying is broadly I think that the market reaction to this, we'll have to see how it plays out in the next few days. But as far as the merger is concerned, it makes sense for both companies um, to, to do that. Into And it also positions them as one of the kind of much significantly bigger players in, in the space. And there's, be- there's benefits to that. Let me ask you though, and I... I, I appreciate your your position um, with obviously not not just latitude but also consolidated. So I'll keep as a broad question, which is, who are the winners in this? You know, are, are the consolidated uranium shareholders um, better you know better off than say the ISO Energy shareholders? I think we've seen we've seen the share reaction today. Um, but what's what's your longer term call on mm-hmm. that? I think I think I think both 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 set of shareholders are actually beneficial because you know on the ISO side you get uh, a broader a broader portfolio. Um, the ISO asset itself, um, you know, if you look forward, it's bordering um, the chemical or rebel property, which is fine. And it's, it's in a great spot. It's a great asset. I mean, it, there's as far as asset value, but being a single asset, 
being somewhat dependent upon what other people are doing, you generally don't want that. You want to have options and and, and uh, optionality on that. And from uh, from a from a consolidated perspective, uh, you know they great assets in Canada, some in Canada, but Australia, uh, Argentina a little bit. But uh, you know you ha- if if you want to be in the uranium long term, you have to be in the Athabasca, and so that gives them access there. Um, you know you combine the talents of the people. Uh, I think that's going to be a very underappreciated at, at the start, but more appreciated as time goes on. That the actual have the people. I mean, there's there's people at uh, both companies, uh, and again, assuming people are are buying into the plan and buying into the vision, it's um you know it it just it just works so much better. Access to capital works better, and it's 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 really it's for both set of shareholders because the risk of going alone um, on both sides. I mean, there's positives, but there's also de- downsides, and I think this just uh, this just makes you know. I look at it, units of upside, units of downside. There's, there's, there's four or five units of upside. There's maybe a unit or two of downside. So this is a, you know, for both as a shareholder, great deal. It was, it's also interesting. I mean, getting deals like this across the line, certainly when you kind of got a who's who of uh, board members, it's, it's hard to kind of get everyone to, to agree. But looks like um, Phil Williams is, will be um, CEO and um, Tim will be pre- president. So um, it seems they kind of, I don't know how long this was in the making. Clearly, these things take up, take a while. Um, can you get any any sort of insight as to you know how easy the process was or not? No, I mean I, th- I think I think when you have a when you have when you have larger shareholders um, who have who are bound together by common vision, I think it it tends to make things a little easier. Um, the social factors are always um, a bit of a you know they have, they have to be they have to be managed, and you know probably the reality is day to day for at least the first little bit is. You know, Phil knows the, the consolidated assets very well, and Tim knows the the ISO uh, knows hurricane very well, and so I, I don't, I, I just can't see that changing materially in the in the short term. And um, you know, when there's this amount of, I believe, medium and long term value creation, people will people will figure it out. Right. Okay. But we, we haven't really talked about about you know what next because it's obviously it takes a lot to kind of deal, get a deal like this over the line, and lot, lots of um, lots of conversation, lots of. Um, uh, con- consultants involved in the process, but what do you think the company n- needs to do next? It's got this new blended portfolio. Um, it's obviously going to have to talk to the market and explain, you know, what what their intentions are. Um, will they be doing that soon? Do they know? Is that part of the agreement? Yeah, I mean, I think I think until close. I mean, closing is scheduled, for, I think, for November, um, and so I'm sure they're going to be. Uh, well, well, there's a concurrent financing as well, which um, the big shareholders are, are subscribing to. We'll see who else is going to subscribe or not subscribe. You know, I can't imagine there's going to be a, a lot of. I mean, I think there'll be plans and 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 a lot of uh, you know goodwill exchange up until closing. But until closing, it's things are closed, so you can't really sort of get at it. But I mean, you can make plans. But I think the first, you know, typically how we've done these things, the first 30, 60, 90 days, 120 days. There's um, goals for everybody. Um, lots of communication, lots of integration, both of people, of systems, of all that stuff. And you know, it's um, it's uh, you can't be you can't be too on top of these things. And uh, really, I mean, to me, the integration is the real the capital market side, the access to capital, the people, the assets. Is it going to work medium to long term? I don't really have an issue with that. It's, it's more. I'm, I'm more focus on the short term about the integration of people and systems and um, just making sure that, uh, you know, wherever that line is going to be, we start off from the highest point and, and, and make it the highest trajectory. Okay. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what all um, yeah, what the market commentary is. Obviously, you've got energy fuels in there, uh, uh, mega uranium in there. 
Um, so lo- lo- lots of people with, with vested interest to make this thing work. So like, what does that mean now in terms of the broader context of the market? The, which I, do you suspect we'll see more M&A? Do you, do you think that people will try and emulate this? Where's that going to come from? Um, what's your view? I, I mean, I, I'm sure people want to emulate it because I think it's, I think it's going to get traction. But I mean, I think the challenge for us and the challenge for other people that are that are trying to trying, trying to sort of emulate the story is that getting you know everyone anyone can say near term production, near term production. That's that's all fine. That words are great and things look great on powerpoints. The reality is, um, in the U.S. at least. Um, we have the only agreement with Energy Fuels, who is the only permitted bill in uh, White Mesa in Utah, um, and we have a good relationship with Mark Chalmers. And so, I don't know. You tell me when the next mill in the U.S. is going to get permitted. I know it's I know it's critical. I know all the governments do that, but you know, actually trying to get things done on the ground and permitted ground and 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 crown lands and the BLM and all the stuff. It's it should all work, but it just you know. The government should shut yeah. down either, but it you know the government does shut down because there's bipo- bipartisan product, uh, politics and all the rest of it. Um, in Canada, again, you need you know Canada and Australia are both great jurisdictions, but the permitting process, to be quite frank, is a little bit longer than other places. I mean, you can get something permitted in Africa in twelve months, eighteen months, great, but in three years they can also take it away and change the code on you. Whereas in Canada and Australia, that just won't happen. So you know it's a little bit more of the investment up front to get there, um, and when you when you have a single asset. It's a little bit more challenging because people are, you know, somewhat impatient and chomping at the bit and wondering about every little turn. But when you have a portfolio of assets, um, you're showing production and cash flow out of the U.S. You're moving uh, things through the product pipeline. Uh, there's always something um, happening. There's always an asset coming in, and you, you, you take the best assets, and that's that's why you have a portfolio of them. That's why I think, you know, in, investors are going to gravitate towards this. This to me is really going to be the de facto. ETF for non-ETF buyers, if you will. We can't say further than that. Well, look, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it um, again. We'll see, we'll see how this all plays out. You make some, some good points then, uh, especially access to White Mason Mill in, uh, in North America. Um, John, appreciate your time and your insight. I'll speak to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Cheers.